0: May God's peace and blessings be upon you all, first of all. Um, Being appreciative of everything given to us or not given to us, be they good or bad, apparently, is among the distinctive qualities and principles of walking this path of unity. As um, let's see what our Lord does, its beauty, whatever he does. Um, This is uh, the recurrent couplet Uh, of a poem I'd like to read, if time permits, at the uh, end of my presentation. So our being here today is very special. It's a very special uh, thing to be speaking about these beauties. So I feel honored to have been invited. So I'd like to thank you again for this. Um, Also, I'd like to thank all of you. Uh, for attending this event thereby making it worthwhile to organize it in the first place as Mevlana Rumi says there is no other customer for the tongue save the ear and one of the uh, uh, one of the uh, Sufi definitions of what a human being is that uh, appeals to me a lot is human being is um, what speaks through me and what listens through you and he made us many so that we could walk the path together to him in unity despite all of our apparent differences um, also um, a, a few notes on why I chose this particular topic as you just uh, mentioned uh, while discussing with Mr. jehan what I could talk about uh, that would relate to this year's main theme of mystical perception and beauty, he remembered this treatise by Abdullah al bosnavi which I have uh, translated. I hope all, it also gets published. Inshallah, I will email it to you. Um, it relates to both sides of this year's main theme in that it incorporates the mystical ways in which an archangel of God uh, became imaginalized, and perceived. And obviously this imaginalization was almost always in beautiful, strikingly beautiful human forms and likenesses and even though the angel has the capability of uh, being imaginalized in any kind of cosmological form. Um, I can move on to Abdullah al boshnevi and briefly remind you of who he is, what his relationship is uh, to Ibn Arabi and his purpose in writing this treatise. Uh, as a duty of waFA loyalty, um, we must faithfully and respectfully remember Mr. Blunt Ra'uf. Again, uh, may Allahu Ra'uf, the clement God, further elevate his station. Um, he first introduced the saint of Bosnian origin to, in- to the English-speaking world. Um, as has been pointed out by all of those who inv- investigated the life of this uh, Bosnian Sufi, um, we know so little about his private life. Um, and this most probably stems from his personal choice to remain unknown in keeping with his Melami tradition, you know, which uh, emerged um, as an institutionalized Sufi attitude as a reaction to being too much preoccupied with Zahir, the outward. So another reason could be that he lived a very hectic and dynamic life Uh, many years of which he spent in Arab lands. So he spent a lot of time traveling. This could be the second reason why we have so little precise information about him. But we do have all of his writings intact, and they give us an ample opportunity to get to know his intellectual side as well as his spiritual insights. Based on his works, we can surmise that he received a very comprehensive classical Islamic education at an early age, And that, in addition, he was profoundly educated in philosophical, theological, and Sufi disciplines of thought. According to what has come down to us through written sources about him, after his fulfilling uh, his duty of Hajj, he spent some time in Damascus, uh, where he lived a reclusive life, mostly in the tomb of Ibn Arabi, uh, perusing his works all the while. And then from Damascus, he went to Konya to benefit from the effusion of Sadruddin al-Konevi, um, who is the second greatest master of the Iqbarian thought, according to him. Uh, during his stay in Konya, according to Safedbek Başagic, uh, a Bosnian scholar, um, he also became officially affiliated with the Mevlevi order. But uh, we don't have uh, any hard proof, to, uh, any evidence to prove this. Um, he was surely one of the few Sufi scholars who was uh, uh, equally fluent in Turkish, Arabic, and Persian. And so he was able to reach a vast audience in the Islamic lands. Um, all of his works, which number over 60, can be generally classified as works of tasawwuf, but they could still be further subclassified under four groups of tasawwuf literature, chronic exegesis, and other works. Of those of his works that, relate, that directly relate to Tasawuf, um a treatise on Gabriel's imaginalization, al risala Fi Jibril, uh, is pivotal to my presentation. Um, as a follower of the Ekberian thought, it is only natural that he tends to establish a link to the unity of being, whatever he may be writing about, because we have a saying in uh, Turkish, a dervish can uh, not escape speaking about what's in his mind. So whatever he spoke about, he found links to the unity of being, even in this treatise that is apparently about uh, Gabriel and his imaginalization. This being the case, in this treatise, he he uses as his premise the notion of the imaginalization of Gabriel in order to prove the unity of being. He first elaborately elucidates on the notion of temethul, Arabic for imaginalization and asks did Gabriel actually become Dihya one of the beautiful companions of the prophet himself when he was imaginalized then he gives a very emphatic no and says uh, very emphatically for uh, he uses his explanation of what what Tamethul is as a rejection of the Creed of Incarnation, Hulul, saying that for Incarnation to take place there would have to be two separate beings. Uh, But that is essentially impossible, he remarks, and then explains the types of marginalization. Now I'd like to enlarge on what temethul is according to Al-Bosnavi and how he relates it back to the reality of uh, Tevhid, unity. But before that, let us briefly remember what an angel is what they symbolize to us, and in particular who Gabriel is. As you know, there are always connotations in the words we speak and uh, in any language. And when we say human being, we visualize a perfect human being rather than a handicapped one. And in the Islamic tradition, when we speak of angels, um, the first to come to mind is definitely Gabriel, uh, Jibril salam because he is the angel alongside the other three of the four greatest angels, archangels Michael, Seraphiel and Azrael. Divine acts become manifest through power and this power is made manifest by means of angels. They are created from light and have no gender. In the language of the prophets the divine power is referred to as the angels because in their prophetic language angel means tremendous power and forceful might. Since angels possess no willpower, they do not disobey God in whatever he commands them and carry out what they are commanded. Without questioning. As the Chronic Isaiah says. These angels, agents of God's might are the force behind the unimaginable influence upon whatever happens in the heavens and the earth. All of the divine acts of the absolute being in all levels and spheres of existence take place through this angelic might, which is sent to all created things for the execution of the divine will. And according to some Sufi scholars, what is meant by the wing of an angel is the influence of an angel on that which is influenced by its power. So their wings are uncountable. And when the Prophet Muhammad said the vision of Gabriel on the night of Mirage ascension with 600 wings he probably meant this gigantic power of Gabriel rather than literally saying that he it, it actually had 600 uh, wings. And Ahmed Avni Efendi a pro, uh, probably most famous sharh al-fusus of uh, fusus commentator of the last century himself a Mevlevi Sheikh says in the introduction of his commentary of fusus that the divinity has four all-comprehensive forces that thoroughly encompass the world of four elements, and these, in the language of the Sharia, are called Gabriel, Michael, Seraphiel, and Ezrael. Of these, Gabriel conveys to and executes in the world of appearances the secret meanings preserved in the unseen divine treasure. Therefore, the descent of any meaning from the unseen world to the heart of any individual, um, through power of speech that manifests these meanings through sounds and letters, occurs owing to an influence of Gabriel. It descends from the level of the reality of Muhammad, Hakikat Muhammadiyah, to the level of Ta'ayyun, antification or epiphany of Muhammad. With all of its aspects and powers, and with this particular quality, Gabriel encompasses all of the worlds. And it is this uh, famous angel of revelation who brought the divine revelation to all the other preceding prophets and messengers from the noble Adam to the last messenger, Hatim and Nebiyyin. Um, apart from their being unrelenting and unquestioning and fulfilling whatever they are commanded and their great might and grandeur, angels have traditionally been associated with beauty and chiefly because of Gabriel's imaginalization in, as I said, beautiful human forms. and They are also associated with uh, meritorious ethical conduct, particularly in Turkish. uh, We have a number of idiomatic expressions, metaphors and similes in which one is likened to an angel on account of one's um, physical qualities, as in the expression of she is as beautiful as an angel. Um, Or mainly because of one's moral conduct where there is much greater emphasis to one's ethical virtues for which we say in Turkish she is as innocent or as good as an angel and with regard to this interior goodness we say her inner beauty reflects on her face or on her exterior uh, so although human beings are superior to angels with their essential reality Eshraful Makhluqat Bizatihi," it is it uh, is Impossible for any human being to attain the perfection um, without traversing the stage of assuming angelic qualities first. Uh, The beloved prophet was able to see all of the angels around him, but he was in continual contact with Gabriel because of the angel's position as the conveyor of the divine words. Um, According to the Islamic tradition, the prophet received the revelation in three particular ways. The first was in the form of truthful dreams. Um, which would materialize the next day and this was for the first six months at the beginning of his prophetic mission his dreams were always truthful never mixed up by Satan or um, uh, any kind of lovely carnal desires but about how he received the revelation during the rest of his mission he mentioned three particular ways sorry two particular ways sometimes uh, the revelation comes to me like the reverberations of a bell, and that is the hardest upon me. Before the sound ceases, I have already memorized the revelation. And sometimes the angel becomes imaginalized to me in the form of a human being and speaks to me, and I memorize what it has brought. This temessul imaginalization is mentioned in the Holy Quran in two chapters. The first is in the chapter of Hud. Where it is said that some angels were sent to Abraham to bring the glad tidings of Isaac and his son Jacob, and also to perish the nation of the prophet Lot. And the second is in the chapter of Mary, Maryam, uh, where it is said, Then we sent to her our spirit, and it appeared before her in the form of a perfect man. However, we find plenty of authentic narrations. In the Hadith, that mentioned the imaginalization not only of Gabriel, uh, but also of Michael and uh, Seraphiel as well, as well as some other angels. And their imaginalization did not occur only in human forms. Um, they reported the descended in many different forms. But Gabriel, being our uh, main focus today, let us quickly look at how many different forms, corporeal forms, Gabriel assumed according to a Hadith. The first is. Um, the most famous narration is the Hadith of Jibreel where the Prophet is asked about Islam, Iman, faith and Ihsan, perfect goodness and the last day Here Gabriel is in the form of a man over whom no trace of travel can be seen He sits knee to knee with the Prophet and the Prophet tells his companions This is Jibreel He has come to you to teach your deen your religion The second is Um, There are various authentic narrations that tell us that different personages among the companions saw Gabriel in the form of Dihya and in some cases in a form very similar to that of Dihya Uh, Dihya Al-Khalifa Al-Kalbi was a chieftain of the children of Kalb, a tribe reputed to have very large herds of sheep Um, Imam Al-Nabawi narrates that he was one of the most handsome and beautiful men amongst the companions Uh, Enes bin Malik says he was actually the most beautiful of the companions Um, and we learn through a number of authentic narrations that Gabriel uh, sometimes accompanied by Michael participated in the battles of the Prophet with their uh, army of angels Abdullah bin Abbas narrates from the Prophet that Gabriel was present for the battle of Badr. He was armed and astride a stallion. And Sa'd bin Abi Waqqas relates that he saw two beautiful men on the day of Uhud, whom he had never seen before. When he asked the Prophet, the Prophet told him that they were Michael and Gabriel. In a few narrations, we see that Gabriel also assumed a cosmological form unknown to the companions, but only discerned by the Prophet. And lastly, it is established that, both by the book and the hadith that Gabriel was imaginalized to the Blessed Virgin Mary in the, uh, in, a, in the beautiful form of a young man. Um, Abdullah al-Bosnavi delves into subtle details about imaginalization, as we shall shortly see, um, primarily emphasizing that it is not incarnation. And he talks of it in three ways, dividing the first two of these ways into, two, uh, into some subcategories in line with the primary sources of Hadith. Before we move on to his explanation, we should develop a little bit on the notion of imaginalization itself according to Abdullah al-Bosnevi and why it is not incarnation. Um, If it is possible that a creature of the unseen realm can appear in corporeal likenesses, how does this happen? Is imaginalization incarnation, hulul, or unification, ittihad, or is it basically a divine manifestation? He answers that all this has got to do with is a manifestation of being. The manifestation of the one to the cosmos and individuated beings. Um, now the following two paragraphs are verbatim. His words, which I translated to uh, English from uh, Ottoman. And when it, Gabriel, um, by, by the way, let me honestly ask you, uh, what is the proper way of uh, referring to Gabriel? It or he. He, okay, thank you. And when he, Gabriel, descended to the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, he became imaginalized in the form of Tahya al-Kalbi. And upon Gabriel's appearing in the form of a man, the Prophet said, this is Gabriel, he has come to you to teach your religion, din. This being the case, it is unanimously agreed upon as fact by all those who have faith, that Gabriel descended by being imaginalized in the form of Dihya. And Ibn Farid proves through Gabriel's imaginalization to the Holy Prophet in the form of Dihya that the manifestation of Al-Haq prevails fully in the realities of the world, which are cosmological entities and possible forms, and the absolute divine effusion penetrates and prevails in full force in all of the forms existent in the world, through this manifestation of al haq Gabriel becomes manifest by becoming imaginalized in the images of all of the heavenly and earthly forms which exist underneath the seventh sphere. That form belongs to the world of similitudes, al alam mithaliyah That image had no existence and form of its own prior to Gabriel's manifestation in that image. That is, the existence of the form did not precede Gabriel's manifestation. The existence of that form is absolutely contingent upon Gabriel's attentiveness, tevedjuh, toward it, which is a possibility brought into existence by Gabriel's Tevedju attentiveness. In whatever kind of image Gabriel wishes to become imaginalized, that image comes to appear through Gabriel's attentiveness. Now, this manifestation in that form can on no account be considered incarnation, for incarnation takes place between two things with separate existences of their own. However, that particular form has no existence of its own apart from that of Gabriel. And likewise, the absolute beings manifesting and appearing with a total manifestation in accordance with the realities of essentially non-existent possible things cannot possibly be thought of as incarnation. Um, because apparent entities are upon non-existence, adamiyya, their existence and manifestation belong to al Haq alone. Ultimately, it is Haq that is outward and manifest through apparent things. Unquote. And based on a couplet from Ibn Farid that he paraphrases, again he says, Now be wide awake. At the inception of the coming of the divine revelation, Gabriel the Trustworthy came to our Prophet clothed in the form of Dihya. When Gabriel the Trustworthy came to our Prophet, the guide of the companions of guidance, in the form of Dihya, which is a human form, had it actually become Dihya? Answer me, no. Gabriel, by appearing in the form of Dihya, did not become Dihya himself, since that form was a form of similitude, whereas Dihya's body and form were those of ontological forms Gabriel became imaginalized in a form like that of Dihya and that's how he descended now that, it, now that it has become clear and known to you that incarnation is absolutely out of the question in the case of Gabriel whose existence is contingent compared to the absolute existence of Al-Haq in his becoming manifest in the form of Dihya So with a broader comparison, you can comprehend that the manifestation of al-Haqq in possibilities that are brought into existence by becoming individuated through his manifestation is far above incarnation. After this explanation, Bosnavi stresses that the knowledge of the Prophet was of such a high caliber that he was able to recognize Gabriel in whatever kind of form he became imaginalized and in whatever kind of manner he descended. And uh, that he also says that Gabriel can become imaginalized in the forms of the seven heavens beneath the seventh sphere, those of the creatures stationed therein and those of all of the cosmological entities with corporeal bodies such as animals, plants and inanimate objects. Then he goes on to explain the types of temettül, imaginalization. The first manner is that it manifests in a form of similitude Suratul Mythaliya That is a worldly, a corporeal form that everybody can see Such as the form of Tahya, radiallahu anhu, Or like when it became imaginalized to the Blessed Virgin Mary In the form of an unknown human being This first manner of manifestation occurs in two ways The first way is that those present in the presence of the Prophet uh, can see the form assumed by Gabriel upon its arrival, yet they cannot comprehend that it is actually Gabriel. And the second way is that nobody other than the Prophet can see Gabriel, although again the, human, uh, the, the Gabriel has descended in a human form. The second manner is that it becomes manifest in an exist, exist, existential form, surat al-Wujudiyah. Uh, whether this exist, existential form be that of a specific person or somebody one is familiar with, or whether it be someone unknown or the form of something unknown. And this second manner occurs in three ways, says Abdullah al busnavi The first is that the specific person in whose likeness or exact form, Gabriel has become imaginalized, has no knowledge of what the angel does in his form and what it manifests through his locus. The second is that the angel does not directly become imaginalized in a human form, but rather it kind of controls, influences the person who doesn't know that it is actually the angel acting through him, speaking through him and inspiring into his heart. But this person thinks that these are just some other states that he himself goes through naturally in himself. And the third way is that uh, angelic qualities overcome that person who as a result receives the inspiration directly through his refined sense perception without his knowledge or awareness. So he thinks that it's something very ordinary. He can see what's happening around him. Uh, But this is because of his refined sense of perception. Probably he would think that everybody else around him can't see the same things. The third manner is that the angel descends upon the heart of the prophet uh, with the divine revelation. And the prophet does know and realize that it is the angel descending upon his heart with the divine revelation. In this last manner, um, it is absolutely of unknowable nature to human beings, save the Prophet, who is completely privy to the inner dimensions of revelation, dissension, and imaginalization. Um, interesting, interestingly enough, apart from the manners of Tamathul that relate to the Prophet and Gabriel, Al-Bosnavi talks of uh, uh, another uh, manner, uh, it's about a group of saints who he describes as people of incorporeality, tajarrut, who can cast off their corporeal beings in silakh. He tells us that they have achieved such a sublime state of refinement that they can, uh, they can also assume the form of uh, or influence any human being, tasarruf. He gives an example uh, in his treatise from the life of the great Sufi saint Al-Haduddin Al-Kirmani and how his sheikh once assumed the form of a hospital manager from whom Al Kirmani wanted to get a medicine for his sheikh who was very sick in the abdomen. There are many examples of this type, uh, this type of tamasul in the history of Sufism, mostly in a manner in which a saint of God uh, can appear in more than one place simultaneously. Um, for example, in the case of Abdul Qadir Al Gailani. Hamiduddin Al-Aksarayi, a.k.a. Somunji Baba, and also the example of Ismail Hakka Bursevi. Um, consequently, Abdullah Al-Boursevi, as in most of his other works, uses this treatise to explain the reality of the unity of being, and in so doing, he reminds us that for somebody to fathom out the reality of imaginalization, they first have to grasp the reality of being, first of all. He also unites the thoughts of Ibn Arabi and Ibn Farid at a metaphysical level. Um, If time permits, like, do do I have two, three minutes? Yeah. Okay. It doesn't directly pertain to the issue of uh, to the subject of Tamattul, but um, I thought I'd read something I translated. Um, It's about beauty. That whatever God does is beauty. Um, uh, this is a nutuq of Ibrahim Hakk Erzurumi uh, who lived in the 18th century of Erzurum he is now buried in southeastern Turkey uh, in the city of Sir he says uh, Al-Haq with bad makes goodness never think it otherwise the wise knower then observes let us see what our lord does Tis beauty, whatever he does. <clears throat> Sorry. To al resign your trust. Submit, find ease and solace. To his every act, ascend. Let us see what our Lord does. Tis beauty, whatever he does. To him solely your heart tie. On precautions, don't rely. Comprehend, it's his decree. Let us see what our Lord does. Tis beauty, whatever he does. Desire nothing by yourself. Oppose not what comes to pass. Deny not, al haq bestows. Let us see what our Lord does. Tis beauty, whatever he does. His every act excelling to one another fitting. Whatever he does, it's suiting. Let us see what our Lord does. Tis beauty, whatever he does. He is just. Think not, he is tyrant. In fire, do not burn, submit. Do not tire to be patient. Let us see what our Lord does. Tis beauty, whatever he does. Why is that so? Never ask. All is in proper place, tis so. You'll see this at the finish. Let us see what our Lord does, tis beauty whatever he does. Disdain none, be not haughty. Break no heart, make none gloomy. Never with your nefs agree. Let us see what our Lord does, tis beauty whatever he does. Believers' acts are not false. Nor their psyches bellicose. Never eschew the wise man's words. Let us see what our Lord does. Tis beauty, whatever he does. Friendly patience to all I see. His decree, my surety. He is my Lord and my trustee. Let us see what our Lord does. Tis beauty, whatever he does. Eat, sleep and drink but little. This dunk hill, the body, quit. To the soul's garden, migrate. Let us see what our Lord does. Tis beauty, whatever He does. Lag not behind with the past. By the future, not downcast. By the present, not harassed. Let us see what our Lord does. Tis beauty, whatever He does. Every word carries counsel. In all things, there is a jewel. All affairs bring the frail. Let us see what our Lord does. Tis beauty, whatever he does. Hearken to every speaker. Understand he lets them speak. Hail sincerely the words spoken. Let us see what our Lord does. Tis beauty, whatever he does. Know, O Hakke, that all tongues come from the truth divine. They are his. Learn true ethic and virtues. Let us see what our Lord does, his beauty, whatever he does. Thank you for listening.